At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. Financial freedom, it's within everyone's reach. And this key shows you how to build prosperity and generational wealth for your family on Becoming the Bank. Biblical principles and practices that have come a generational wealth. This is not a how-to podcast, but a becoming podcast. How to become a wealth builder. How to become one who is financially free. Now, wealth building is a challenge. You can't expect to get there overnight. But I found that the only way to do it successfully and effectively is by learning biblical principles and practices that have helped me to become. The word has helped me to change how I look at, deal with, and manage my finances. And I have become a bank, a financial resource to my family, my sphere of influence, and my community. Last time we started a series on the Beatitudes. It's an eight-week series that we're doing. For those of you who don't know, the word beatitude comes from the Latin butis, the Latin word butis, meaning happy or fortunate. The beatitudes are a set of eight statements attributed to Jesus Christ in scripture. Each of these statements contain a blessing for a particular group of people. The eight beatitudes appear in the gospel of Matthew verses five verses three through 10. So chapter five, verses three through 10. Each of them includes not only a statement about who is blessed, but also a short description on what is in store for each one of those people that are blessed. And it's important to note, really important to note, these are direct statements coming from Jesus, which gives us some spiritual weight, right? Also, they provide insight into how Christians are meant to act right? What they can expect in life, in this life and the life to come. We already know that everything in the scripture is God inspired, God breathed, right? And the messages all throughout the word of God. So at first glance, I didn't really understand how the Beatitudes had anything to do with my personal financial freedom and definitely not becoming a generational wealth builder. But then (laughs) the Lord does like he always does, right? He reminded me that this is about becoming. The closer I become to being like Christ, the closer I become to fulfilling all of the freedoms that he has given me, including financial freedom, it's more and more about not just having the characteristics of Jesus, but having the character of Jesus. The Beatitudes are relevant to becoming a kingdom wealth builder, right? And so that's why we're talking about it for the next eight weeks. We're on the second week today. And last week we talked about blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This week, we're going to be doing Matthew Matthew chapter four. I'm sorry. I'm just doing this all up. Matthew chapter five, verse four. Blessed are those that mourn, for they will be comforted. I know. I know what you're thinking, right? And I've been thinking this through all these Beatitudes. I'm like, Lord, I know this is relevant, but please make it plain, right? How 
typically is a sign of mourning and there are some tears that can but not mourning right if you're mourning because of suffering or pain right and some some of the like sight around like how else to see this right that this can either mean two things those that are blessed are afflicted so the people that are afflicted blessed right so the loss of friends or the loss of possessions they're still blessed or that those who mourn they mourn over sin and because they are mourning over sin they are blessed Mm, let's just dig in right because i already know you're like what are you talking about how about you first sitting with the fact that both of those are relevant to financial freedom and wealth building especially since we know that we'll be comforted right? That no matter what, we'll be comforted by a merciful savior. So remember, right? We're becoming wealth builders and God has always given us nuggets to learn and chew on in this journey. We're becoming wealth builders, right? Right. So listen, first Timothy six and 10 says, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from their faith and have pierced themselves through many sorrows. So here we go. How is mourning and money even relevant? Mm, maybe because the love of money oftentimes is the root of evil and it causes sorrow. It doesn't have to, though. We last week talked about, right, how a rich man has a very difficult time making it into heaven, right? And we talked about the significance of that really being because of the challenges that are met with the more you have, right? The more challenging it is to stay faithful, right? To stay in alignment with the Lord, to not get caught up in sort of worldly things. I think money, especially if it's something that you begin to love, which you shouldn't, then you will idolize it, can really bring out the worst in people. Or maybe it's the people that don't have it, right? I mean, maybe sometimes it's having too much of it or maybe not having enough really can get us hung up. It is something that we sometimes begin to idolize in the world and then oftentimes begins to be something that really gets Christians in trouble. So in the scripture, Jesus is telling us that it's actually a blessing to mourn our sins. Why? Because sins can be associated with money as well, or the love of money can sometimes lead us into some sins, right? And then oftentimes that means maybe there's the loss of possessions. Maybe that's a good or a bad thing. I think it was the loss of my possessions where I begin to really take this scripture to heart, right? So let me tell you, as I move backwards in time, probably like eight or nine years ago, it's kind of the start of like all of my challenges and how I actually moved into a really close relationship with the Lord is that it was loss. It was the loss of my home. It was the loss of my marriage. It was the loss of all the material possessions that I owned in my home that really brought me to my knees. Now, sometimes we don't all learn from our losses, unfortunately, right? Um, and it's a blessing when the Holy Spirit can actually show you you. Um, sometimes you have to ask for that, but sometimes the Lord just blesses you with that. And so I was in a space of mourning 
But I wasn't just mourning my losses. I was also mourning all of the sin that caused me to be in the position that I was in. That those losses that I had actually were a reflective time for me to look and see like, man, I had misused God in his possessions, right? I had like took him for granted. And the more I had, the more I really didn't rely on him, the more I didn't really need him. And I didn't realize that the only reason why I had was because of him. And so after I lost it all, I could really see, right, his goodness in covering me, even though I didn't like deserve it. I could see the goodness of how he had continued to give me opportunity after opportunity, even though, you know, I really didn't even see it or didn't even acknowledge it. I remember mourning on my yoga mat. I remember crying and weeping. That was sort of the pinnacle of all my loss. But the Lord consoled me and he comforted me. And I think it was because of that time period where I would mourn because of my loss and because of the pain that I had experienced from all of the things that I had did that I was not supposed to, right? That I was able to actually come into a space of being blessed. Now, I'm not sure all the time why the Lord has us on these beatitudes, right? This focus of this, right? But I know how impactful this was for me to be able to take on, right, this period of mourning, so that I could really and regularly understand the goodness of God. I know that money and sin are very commonly connected. They go hand in hand. So you cannot build wealth without understanding the significance of how money and building wealth can sometimes lead to sin. Listen, we mourn and we grieve, not just your own sin, right? But the sin of the world that you may fully understand the responsibility of what God has blessed you with, right? And that now you can stay on the path that he has laid for you. That's the significance of this beatitude. Again, this is about becoming, right? So this is not we, like we arrive. It's not like I've arrived. I still go through stages of mourning. It's a regular thing. And my hope is, is that, right, that the word is solid and that the word is uh, uh, truth and that I will be comforted, right? And that I'll be blessed because of my mourning and be comforted. I always do this. I always give you guys three things that I sort of have felt like as I was reading the word sort of stood out to me as helpful things for me to focus on as I'm continuing to become, right? So the first one, right, as you learn how to become a mourner, right? Become someone that acknowledges your sin in the first place. Okay, listen, you cannot address something, nor can God address something that you cannot acknowledge. You can't bring it to him to fix. If you don't think it's an issue, you're not going to bring it to him to fix, right? To fix if he doesn't think, if you don't see it as something that needs to be rectified, right? I'm not talking about just immorality, Right. I'm talking about things that are biblically sound that the Lord has said you shouldn't do that or that God has told you not to do. Right. But you're still doing it. And so, like, if you think about some of the things that are sort of laid out, like very straightforward in the word of God, those are obvious. But sometimes what happens, right, is that we still will continue to, like, not actually see the sin as a sin because maybe the world is doing it. Or maybe we just don't want to, (laughs) right? And so no, first and foremost, right, that in order for it to be addressed, 
you have to acknowledge it. You can't mourn anything that you're not even going to acknowledge is wrong. Okay. So let's start with that. Number two, let's stop making excuses, right? You become someone that stops making excuses for the shortcomings, for your, for your, right, right. We already know that we, um, that we fall short. We already know that. And so you don't really have to make up excuses around like why you fall short. We already know that this is a fallen world, right? And that comes with being in the world. And so part of this, right, is you not perpetuating and continuing to stay stuck and stagnant in a space of justifying some of the things that you do right? The Lord has already said what to do with money, what not to do with money. The Lord has been clear in the word of God about how the love of money can sometimes lead to very like evil behaviors, right? And so then it's going to be important that you not only seek the word of God for truth, right? But you also seek God for truth. And then after you seek God, that you don't make up excuses about what he has shared with you. Now this this time, right, that that I have in this podcast, right, is an opportunity to kind of like hear truth and like, wow, I ain't supposed to do that with my money, or I'm supposed to be thinking like this, or I'm really supposed to refocusing my time and my energy in one direction versus the other, right? Because we're talking about resources too, right? Anything of value, right? So remember the word of God is not just a suggested manual. It's just not saying like, hey, this is what I think you should do, right? It's direction. Right. The Lord is our king. He's not just our savior. He's telling us what path to take. Right. So let's stop with the excuses. And then last one, number three, become someone that allows your tears to cleanse you. Now, mourning and weeping are like really synonymous. They're very similar. Okay. Um, but we weep sometimes because of um, happy things, right? And mourning and weeping around some suffering or some hurting actually can be an opportunity to cleanse us. We know that Jesus Christ's blood has already cleansed us. But what a great opportunity, right? To allow those tears to flow and continue, right, to, to to cleanse you from the sin or the stain, right? I can just, just metaphorically, it allows you to release, to relieve, right? And I think sometimes I see this in, um, I'm a therapist, right? And I see this all the time where like we hold back tears, right? Um, and really that's an opportunity, it's an acknowledgement um, that we probably need some releasing to happen and some relieving to happen. And I think the Lord puts this here for us to be able to cleanse, to be able to release, to be able to relieve. And so I think you should think about allowing yourself to become someone that cries. I know that that sounds crazy, but I think it it, it, it can cleanse you. I think it rejuvenates you. And again, it allows a release and a relief to come. So think about that. I know that that's different. Think about that. All right. So listen, we're on this series of talking about Beatitudes. We'll be in this series for eight weeks. We're on our second week today, right? We're going to go through each one that's going to help us to have more of the character of Jesus, right? How does this help us become financially free and kingdom wealth builders, right? It helps us be like Jesus, right? And to be like Jesus is to be better at everything, right? And so this is not just one area of life and just our attitude and our character. All of that flows into everything we do, including our financial well-being, okay? So listen, I hope that you're able to take some of these Beatitudes on. I hope you're able to go back and read in the word and see what the Lord has shared personally to you about these areas. I hope that you practice and you begin to take on some of these principles to become a generational wealth builder. 
and that you eventually become a blessing and a resource to your family, your sphere of influence, and your community. This is Becoming the Bank with Anissa Keys. I'll see you next time. Check back next week for more of Anissa's Kingdom Principles to Live a Prosperous Life. To find previous episodes of Becoming the Bank, log on to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Y'all know how important helping the community is to me, and let's be honest, our communities need us right now, all of us. People are always asking me, Shaletta, how can I make a difference? Well, I have the answer. XL Energy is putting on its annual day of service and you can take part. It's happening Thursday, September 8th through Sunday, September 11th. There will be nearly 80 nonprofit projects where you can volunteer to pack meals for folks in need, put together school supply kits and more. Join thousands of your neighbors along with XL Energy employees. You can even get your kids involved. It's a meaningful opportunity for your entire family to make a difference. To learn more about XL Energy's Day of Service project, go to their website at www.xlenergy.com slash dosinfo. Do your part to give back to the places where we all live and work. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being.